Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two rolling along here on the VGK Insider Show. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. I am hanging out at OYO. Hotel and Casino, inside the Underground Lounge. That's where I am, and you're going to want to come down here. You still got an hour to come see me. You have an hour to come say hello. You have an hour to say, hey, Ryan, I want the 2023 Hooters calendar. Well, cool. You don't even have to say anything to me. You can just reach out and grab it. That's all you got to do. I've got a bunch of swag here on the table. We've got uh, Golden Knights uh, towels. We've got shirts. We've got uh, six packs of beer. Really, anything that you want, you can come on down here. You can grab from the table. There's can openers, bottle openers, all that fun stuff. Um, and, I mean, I don't know, like, Oyo's fantastic. If you've never been down here, you haven't been down here in a while, you're going to want to come down here and check the place out. There's $2 bottles of beer inside the Underground Lounge. you got $1 blackjack tables. It's the only casino on the Strip with $1 blackjack. Like, I don't know what can beat that. And then, starting on Thursdays. Every Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m., Wheel of Fortune slot tournament, free to enter, must be an OYO Rewards member and 21 years old. Uh, but, I mean, Chapman, have you ever have you ever played a slot tournament? No. I know I, I, know I asked Darren, but, like, Darren's in, in, in Long Island. He's on Long Island. Yeah. Sorry, make that, make that distinction. He's on Long Island, so uh, he doesn't really count in the moment. <laughs> have, you, have you ever played a slot tournament? No, no, I I have not. Um, it sounds really interesting. I didn't even, uh, honestly, until you mentioned it and, yeah. and described it, I had no idea what it was. Like, once in a while, I've walked through a casino, and I'll see, like, seats reserved for slot tournament. And I always wondered, what exactly is a slot tournament? Like, do you have to use your own money? How does it work? Yeah, well, generally speaking, you uh, you register for one, and then you get to play for a disclosed amount of time. And, and then, you you know, if you get a high score, you win. And they're like grand prizes and stuff like that. But uh, they're fun if you've never been a part of one. And if you want to see what they're all about, Thursday again at the OYO, you've got a Wheel of Fortune slot tournament from 1 to 3 p.m., free to enter. Must be an OYO Rewards member and 21 years or older. Uh, also, with the big game uh, right around the corner, there's the big game watch party. Make your reservations now. All you can eat and drink tailgate buffet. Lots of screens, so the Oyo, I'm telling you, is the place to be. And then uh, you cannot come here without getting chicken wings at uh, the world-famous Hooters restaurant. Uh, the North America's largest Hooters is literally staring me right in the face. Staring me right in the face. I can see it. Uh, the chicken wings smell fantastic. You're going to want to get down here for all of that, too. So, you know what's really underrated at Hooters? What's that? They, they have a, a buffalo chicken sandwich. Well... It, it it's really like if you don't want to like pick through the wings and and I love wings. In fact, my my kid uh, and I'll tell you a little bit more in catching up with Chapman, but he he had to try blue cheese with his wings recently. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, he's hooked. I got. What do you, I, what do you mean he had to try? I'll, I'll explain to you in, in catching up with Chapman why Ooh. he had to try. But uh, yeah, he he's hooked now. He's like, Dad, I don't know why I ever tried ranch. I'm like, I've been telling you. 
Wait, ranch or blue cheese? No, no, he doesn't. He 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 had to try the blue cheese. Okay. There there's a reason, but now I've got him hooked on blue cheese. He he doesn't want to do ranch anymore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well. I told him. I said. I said. You know. I've been telling you the blue cheese is better than ranch, and and that's the way they do it in Buffalo. But you didn't want to listen, and now he finally tried it. He's like, Dad, you were right. That's the way they do it in Buffalo. Well done. I like <laughs> it. Uh, that's a parenting win for Chris Chapman, uh, alongside his Googling win earlier today, in which he checked in on the career fights, number of career NHL fights for Brett Howden. All right, Chapman. I, I want to give you a moment. Uh, because, you know, Darren and I, we went on and on and on positively about the Golden Knights, their game last night against the New Jersey Devils. I, I know you already put in your game rating. Um, and we're going to hear from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, you have the sound for Logan Thompson, too. Correct? Yeah, yeah, I, I, okay. I have both, yeah. Fantastic. Like, are you, who do you, where do you pin that loss last night for the Golden Knights? Like, oh. What aspect of the game is it? And, and tell me, really, in like so many words, why it wasn't goaltending. Well, it wasn't goaltending, for sure. Uh, you know, you give up when, when Logan Thompson gives up two goals in regulation. It's not goaltending. Um, look, I, I I don't know who you you pin the blame on last night. I mean, look, New Jersey is a, is a really good team. There's a reason why they've they, they they've found a lot of success this season. Jack Hughes is is a bona fide superstar. Uh, Dougie Hamilton is is a guy who is severely underrated. I think when it comes to players on the blue line. Around the NHL, I don't feel like he gets the respect that he deserves. Oh, it's because he likes museums, Chapman. Well, that's cool. Museums are awesome. Uh, Vitek Vanacek quietly having a, a really, really good season, maybe overshadowed a bit by some of the other guys in the Eastern Conference. But, look, the Devils are a really good team. And, and, yeah. and to, to think that they were just going to roll over when the score was 2-1, to one, they, have, they, 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 they showed the stat last night. That they're they're one of the best teams, especially recently when needing to score a goal down one, and they pull the goalie. And and you know the the thing is that they they find ways to win games. And I don't know if you can fault anything in the way that the Golden Knights played last night, other than the fact they didn't score more goals than the Devils. I mean, and, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I expected it to be a, a bit of a more up and down track meet type game. Uh, but, you know, look, Lindy Ruff, he, he, he cut his teeth as a defensive coach, and that's the way the Devils played for a long time under him. And, and now they, they, they've developed their game a lot more into, into a, uh, a legit scoring team. A lot of that because of Jack Hughes and Jesper Brett. But, but Brian, Ryan, I mean, I, they played a good game last night. I mean, yeah, there, there's, I there's no one to really say, oh, well, it's because of this. It's because of that. There were some bad, unlucky bounces. I like what you said that, you know, you replay that, that, that goal that Dougie Hamilton scored to, to tie the game, and it deflects in off of Braden McNabb. I mean, there's really not a whole lot more that Braden McNabb could have done. I mean, he, he, he made the play he needed to play. It just took a poor bounce from the Golden Knights' perspective. I, I, I know Logan Thompson was really hard on himself, and, yeah. and, and I don't feel like it was warranted. But look, I mean, I think every man in that locker room at some point is going to go through what Logan Thompson's going through right now where they're looking in the mirror saying, you know, we lost that game because I wasn't good enough. It's just that Logan Thompson was the guy who spoke about it last night. You're, you're right there. Logan Thompson was down on himself. Logan Thompson was it, it, in that moment his harshest critic for sure. And we're going to play that audio so that you guys can hear that. We didn't get any of that audio uh, into the post-game show last night because the game was on ESPN+. Plus. It doesn't work out that way. We'll also hear the commentary from Bruce Cassidy after last night's loss as well. Uh, but I do want to give you a moment to talk about Jack Eichel because 
what Darren said was true, right? Like there were moments, there were plays that Jack made in that game that leave you feeling, okay, his game's trending in the right direction. But when you really kind of parse it down and you're talking about three or four plays over the course of, you know, a 60-minute game over 20-plus shifts, like you need more than what you're getting right now out of Jack Eichel. Where are you at on, on Jack in his recent run of play? Well, I don't feel like it's a revelation when I say that he needs to be better. Yeah. Um, and I think he would be the first guy. In fact, it sounded like from some of the comments that he made in the homestand that he is the first guy to tell you that he needs to be better. Uh, look, this team is going through a transition period that just like they went through last season, it sounds like a lot of guys are starting to get healthy. We still don't know the status of Mark Stone other than it sounds like he's going to be out until after at least the All-Star break. Uh, but look, this is a team, and it's not just on Jack Eichel, but this is a team that needs to find a way to start winning hockey games without Mark Stone. Yep. And maybe that comes when you with, with, with the addition of Brett Howden back in the lineup. Maybe that comes when you get Shea Theodore back in the lineup. Uh, but but look, this is a team, they, 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 they had a very difficult time doing it last year. This is a team that's not devoid of talent. There are a lot of really talented hockey players on this team. You've got a 30-goal scorer in Jonathan Marsh, so you've got a 43-goal scorer in William Carlson. You've got a guy who's knocked on the door of 30 goals in Riley Smith. Um, Jack Eichel obviously is a bona fide, like, like, like I said about Jack Hughes, he's a bona fide superstar in the, in the NHL. You're missing Mark Stone. I understand that's the heart and soul of your franchise. He's the guy who wears the C. He's the guy who, who holds guys accountable in the locker room. He's the first guy to blame himself when things aren't going right. Even the, yep. Like with Mark Stone, the guy could play the best game every night, and if the team so, loses, he's the first guy to blame so, himself. So then isn't that player right now Logan Thompson? Like, isn't Logan Thompson carrying the mantle of, of Mark Stone in, in this moment? And I, I think emotionally it, he is, should yeah. Should it be? Should it be Logan Thompson? No, like, should no, your I, rookie goaltender I don't think be the guy be after Thompson. the game saying, you know what, I didn't do my job? No, he shouldn't be, but I think that that's showing a maturity and a leadership quality inside Logan Thompson that could be beneficial for this team if you can rally around it. Like, I know that the question was posed to Bruce Cassidy, and again, I promise we're going to get to that audio, of whether or not it's good for Logan to be this emotional in certain situations when it comes to his game. Bruce talked about how that can be tricky for goalies, but you also reference and you see the fire, you see the passion that Logan Thompson plays with night in and night out. It goes beyond saves. It goes beyond save percentage, goals against average. This guy just wants to win. He doesn't like it when he loses. And I think that there's an aspect of, of Logan Thompson's personality that can pick this team up the way that you get Mark Stone to pick this team up if everyone's pulling on the same rope with him. I think you've got to get more guys pissed off that Logan Thompson's wearing this when he doesn't deserve to. Yeah, and I think I think that's 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 something that that I feel like you're onto something there. More guys in that room, and I and I know that he was asked about a couple guys uh, wait waiting for him when he came off the ice trying to pick him up. But you're right, Ryan. Logan Thompson's comments last night they have to light a fire under every single player in that locker room because there's not one guy who should say Logan Thompson cost us the game. We didn't score enough goals to win that game for Logan Thompson because Logan Thompson played really well. I, I, I don't know anyone who would watch that game last night and, and say that Logan Thompson was, was not good last night. I mean, he was, he was better than I think he's been previously. 
Uh, you know, and, and, and like you said, it's got a lot of fire under some of those guys. And, and I'm not saying that it hasn't or there's guys who aren't taking it personally that Logan Thompson is out there bearing the burden for this team and, the, and their recent run of poor form. But I, I, I want to see guys rally around him. I want to see this team go out and beat the Rangers on Friday night. And look, that's a, that's a pretty important game for this franchise. And, and because in that game... I heard Dan Duva mention it last night that Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson are both going to play game number 400 yep. for the Golden Knights. And yep. it comes against Gerard Gallant, who sure. was kind of the guy who, who was the, the chemist to, to putting that line together. So uh, I feel like those guys, that everybody in that room who's not Logan Thompson needs to take his comments personally. They need to put it upon themselves to play better. Even if they feel like they've played their best, I, I always feel like you could play better. It's just, I guess, from, from competing, right? If you lose, you don't care how well you played. You lost. That's yeah. the most important factor. And I think, th- I, I, I think we may hit a point where people, are, p- people in that room, they, they're going to say, you know what? This isn't on Logan. We should not allow him to be out there being the face of this because it's not on him in any way. So with all that being said, let's go now to the commentary from Logan Thompson immediately after last night's 3-2 loss in overtime. How you lost? Uh, I just lost it. Um, you know, it's an unacceptable goal for me. Um, you know, they score in the first, you know, four minutes of the game in the last minute, so that's, that's on me. I got to just, uh, I got to be better. In term, I mean, the rest of the game, you were, you were excellent. Do you feel good about the, the way you played aside from those two? No, um, you know it's unacceptable. I haven't been good in my last ten games. You know I got to start winning, winning hockey, and uh, you know that's what I'm here to do. And you know I haven't done my job. You know that the last goal I can I can make a save on all those goals, so it's uh, pretty unacceptable, and uh, I'd be better. On the second goal, would you rather have your D man just maybe slide out of the way or? My D's been great. Um, the whole team's been you know doing their job and the system that Butch wants us to do. Um, I just gotta make one more save. What's harder for a goal? Your wrist shot coming in or a slap shot coming in? Uh, all shots. I, there, it's the NHL. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough league. First time you faced the Devils, what you, would you think of them overall? They were good. It, it was a, it was a good game. It was back and forth. I thought we showed up to play and uh, you know played well. I think they're top of their division. So you know they got a lot of skill and a lot of talent. They're a pretty young team, but. Uh, yeah, credit to them. They played a good hockey game. You're always pretty aggressive playing with your heels on the top of your crease, but it seemed like maybe a little more aggressive tonight. Was that something that you were just – was just the scenarios played out that way, or was it something you were trying to play a little more aggressive? I think just a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of scenarios. They're, they're a good team. They like to make plays, and you know, they got a lot of talent, so just, just trying to cut down the angle more today and, and have the puck hit me. You mentioned you're not happy with the way you've played the last 10 games. Is that maybe a, a way to try to get yourself going, is to play a little more aggressive and kind of get that – get the acrobats going a little yeah i'm trying i'm trying anything right now um you know hopefully i'll turn this around um you know um, on this road trip um but uh, not not off good not off to a good start uh, by me do you see some positives in, in the team game though throughout the game yeah we're you know, like i said that's the top team we're, we're right there with them like i said it comes down to you know the first four minutes of the game and uh, of the game and, and the last minute so it looked like when you came off the ice Braden and Alec were kind of waiting there for you. What were those exchanges? You know, just same old, you know, keep your head up. But, you know, it's it's frustrating. You know, I, I feel like everyone's doing their job right now except for me. So that'd be better. So there's Logan Thompson immediately after last night's 3-2 loss in overtime to the New Jersey Devils. Um, listen, I, that's a leader. 100% 
that's a leader. And if you're, you're looking for a guy that is going to lead by example, that's going to try to put this team on his shoulders, that's going to try to fill the void of what's lost with Mark Stone out of the lineup, I think you just got a taste last night that Logan Thompson's the guy to do it. Whether or not he should be, that's up for debate. Whether or not you want your goaltender to be the guy that's in those, in those moments, sticking up for the rest of his team, finding ways to put the blame only on himself, whether or not you think that's healthy or helpful for a goaltender, like that's up for debate. But the fact of the matter is, Logan Thompson is the ultimate underdog. He's been the ultimate underdog his entire career, and he's here in the show right now. And, and, and I know that it always feels fleeting when you're in it, but Logan has earned his share and earned his keep in this league with this team as the number one guy. I love the fact that he is absolutely refusing to put this on anybody else, even though he should have. If I'm Logan Thompson in that moment, I'm saying, yeah, you know what? It comes down to our power play in the third period with two minutes. It comes down to that moment in the game, those moments in the game where you want your power play to come through for you, score a big goal, extend your lead, get an insurance marker, and instead it's on the perimeter passing around and you just don't have the urgency to finish it. But the fact of the matter is, I think what Logan did last night, and we touched on it before his audio and we're going to touch on it again because I think it's important. What Logan did last night was put all of it on him when he did everything to keep the Golden Knights in that game close and have an opportunity to win. He was exceptional. And, and, the, and the goals that went in, the goals that he said, he said he could make a save on, I'm telling you right now, first two goals of the game, there's nothing Logan Thompson could have done to change or impact how that happened. Nothing. You have a stick check from Caden Korzak. The puck goes up and over his body. There's no way you're making that save if you're Logan Thompson. The puck that goes off of Braden McNabb's shin pad bounces over where Logan's pad was. There's no way you're making a save on that. I understand being hard on yourself, but that's definitely not a sword you have to fall on if you're Logan Thompson. It isn't, but he did it anyway. And I think he did it because you want to light a fire under everybody. You know Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez, he's coming off the ice. They're telling him flat out, it's not your fault because they know it's not his fault. And then to take ownership of it, to wear it when it's not his responsibility to do so, that's leadership, that's maturity, and I do think it serves as something that fires up this Golden Knights team and pushes them in the right direction. I don't know about you, Chapman, but I think that that was a master class in Logan Thompson trying to drag his teammates into the fight, and in the fight being that they don't put their goaltender in that position again. Yeah, I, 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 I think that maybe there's, a, there's a, a, an aspect of him trying to place some guilt. You know, maybe, maybe not place blame, but make them feel a little guilty for the way things ended last night. I mean, I don't know. I can't get in the mind of Logan Thompson. He's, he's obviously a, a very fiery guy, and he's a guy who, who certainly takes things to heart and, and personally, as we've seen. Um, you know, he, look, he, he, he will always forever have something to prove. Because there's always going to be people who doubt his ability. And sure. yeah. I, I, I don't know if there's some of that. But, but look, he, he didn't need to be better last night. He was, he was good enough for them to win that game. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, it's not like they lost to it. It's not like they lost to a bad team. Right? Like if, if you play that game and you lose to a bad team, maybe, maybe it's a little less 
uh, palatable, but they lost to, to, to maybe the third best team in the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you right now, two goals given up in 60 minutes should be enough. To against win. the Devils? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Should, especially against that team. You're absolutely right. Now, I do want to play Bruce Cassidy's audio because we didn't get to it last night on the postgame show. I listened to it earlier today. I, I wondered what he would think of the game last night, and I think you'll find some of the commentary illuminating from head coach Bruce Cassidy. Buffalo McNabb, is there anything else you could do? Was that, was that just extreme bad puck luck there? Well, he's a shot blocker, so he's going to try to block shots. It was a kick-out play. Our forwards got a little high in the neutral zone, to be honest with you. They should have been deeper, closer to our end, but that might have forced a dump. But at the end of the day, they made a play. Um, and then, uh, you know, our deer expected to fold back to the front of the net. And um, there were bodies going to the net. He chose to block the shot. And it's a tough one because he eats a lot of pucks for us. Um, obviously, in sight, if he had just tied up a stick, we'd probably get the save. And who knows what happens from there. But um, the first one went in off a stick in front of our net. So I thought we played a pretty responsible hockey game tonight. And guys were trying to play the right way. And unfortunately, two went in off our own guys in the net. And... Uh, you know, we weren't able to overcome that. And you always jot notes down. What are you writing there? You do that in Boston a lot, too. Uh, that's just stuff that happens so that when you go in between periods, you have reminders of what was good, what was bad, what you want to look at. So uh, a little bit of that. Logan was pretty hard on himself. What did you think about his game tonight? I thought he was good. He, uh, he said both the goals that, I mean, you know, they're they're – Unfortunate for us, lucky for Jersey. Um, give them credit for going to the net or putting the puck towards the net, obviously. But I mean, that happened Dallas recently, two went in off our guys. That's, that's four goals have gone in off our own guys in just recent memory. So, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, shake that off. So I, I don't think Logan, uh, the last shot was, again, a PK coverage. We thought we had a loose puck situation, so we left the good ice and it squirts out. Um, Oh, it's a pretty good shot. I, I, you know, I can't fault him on that. Obviously, I'd love to see him make the save there, but that's not. It's a, probably a goal on most goalies in this league any night. He had some big saves too to keep it. He two did. One you know, we, uh, you know, we in the third there we had a pocket where we weren't responsible with the puck. Uh, a couple of breakouts that ended up right in the slot, and uh, he made the save. So no, I liked his game a lot. He was in control. Uh, it was tough luck for him, honestly. He deserved better. You mentioned that he hasn't been happy with his last 10 games or so. It seemed like he was really aggressive, challenging the shots. Is that something you guys maybe wanted him to do to try to get his I, game you know, back? Berkey deals with that, the, the um, technique part of it. We've just tried to play him a little bit here to see if he can get on a roll and you know, get to his game where it was earlier in this year. I mean, I think we, you know, he, he acknowledged it, that it was not as good as he'd like, so you give him some more starts or you, you, know, you work – in between, and there's different approaches, but we've decided to give him a few starts, and I thought he deserved better tonight. I'm sure it stings giving the timing to let a point slip, but you did say you felt like it was a responsible game. Five on five, yeah, we did a lot of what we asked. We, we got above them. The first period that they had a lot of speed there were um, until you live it. Uh, you know, Hughes coming through the middle, Hisher, and we did a much better job the rest of the game getting over top of that. You know, what let us down tonight was probably our power play. Um, we didn't generate nearly enough in terms of extending the lead, especially in the third period there. Second period, not enough, right? Guys that have been on it all year, and we've got to find a way to generate more on that. That's where I think we could have grabbed another goal for, you know, a little comfort. But um, at the end of the day, I, I did like our 5-on-5, five five and our checking game was, was very good. 
Uh, Howie was good. He gave us energy. He was good on the walls. Um, stuck up for a teammate. It was good to see. Um, you know, we didn't want to give him too much his first game. He hasn't played in a while, so I thought I thought he did a, a nice job for us. Good to have him back. He had been away from the team for a while. Do you think that was a good moment for him to stick up for Keegan and kind of get it back? It is. Part of well, things? you know, any time is, and when it's your turn, it's your turn. And some guys do it instinctually and. You know, I don't know if Howdy has that in this game, you know what I mean? But uh, he did tonight and, you know, against a big boy, so happy to see it. He's probably been chomping at the bit to get out and help the team, and if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. What did you see in New Jersey today from last? I know things are different from year to year, but... You know, they've got a lot of their, their speed is still there and guys that transition well. Uh, they got some shooters from the point. I also saw if you check, check them well, you can take them out of their game a little bit. Um, I know they like to score in the rush with their speed, uh, and if we do that consistently for 60 minutes, we know that you know they, they can get frustrated and then turn pucks over or or try to you know sort of take you on in bad areas. And um, and there was a bit of both. I thought their speed was good. They made some plays. Um, and other times, like I said, when we we, we seem when we were the better team, that's what I thought we did better. We you know we were patient with our structure and we'd get pucks back and then reattack and. Um, you know, that's when we were good. We've talked about kind of the emotion you're missing with Mark Stone out. Do you think Logan Thompson, when he's playing like he is, he's kind of emotional back there? Do you think he can kind of bring some of that? Well, he, you know, he has to be careful, right? Because he's a goalie, and you got to stay within yourself. But if that's part of his makeup, of course, you know, you see it in different goalies around the league. You've seen it with a guy like Bennington over the years, right? It can work for you, and you know, I can't speak, to, but you know, uh, sometimes against you if if you don't channel it the right way. So. Uh, I, I have no problem with him being emotional back there, and um, just remember, you know, to check your boxes first. What you need to do to, you know, um, stop the puck, play the puck, um, get your technical game in order, your athleticism at the right time, and then if you know that a little bit of emotion comes, I, I think he makes those big saves. It gives us a lift. There's no doubt, and he made a number of them tonight. That was Bruce Cassidy after last night's loss to the New Jersey Devils. He said a lot in there. And Chapman, I just want to get your key takeaway. But for me, um, it was Logan Thompson was exceptional. The power play is where the Golden Knights had a chance to put this game away. It didn't come through for them. To me, it lacked urgency. It was too much on the perimeter. And you know what? You're right there with one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and, and I, I, I pretty much echo what you said. I thought, you know, his comments about Brett Howden were, were pretty good. Um, look, it's going to take time for Howden to get adjusted back to playing. He missed a, a bunch of games, what, over 25 games he missed. So, um, look, I, I, I feel like you're right about the power play. It, it just wasn't good enough last night. Um, it was an unfortunate penalty that, that Brett Howden took in overtime. Uh, the right call, but it was an unfortunate timing by Howden or... or Hutton, ben, I'm sorry, Ben, ben Hutton. Jeez, yep. yep. I brain fart there, but uh, mid-season form. Yes, yes, yes. but uh, you know, I, I, look, we we can harp on it all we want about yeah. this not being on Logan Thompson. The, the the reality of the situation, Ryan, is they have two days to get themselves ready to play the New York Rangers. They can't harp on what happened last night. They can't keep that in the back of their mind. They have to go out there and play a very good hockey game now because unfortunately consistency has been a, a, a bit of an issue with this team. And we, we just look at the last three games. Sure. Yeah. They, they, they come out and they blow the doors off of a, a undermanned Washington Capitals team who nobody has any sympathy for. 
the injuries. Nobody cares in this town. And the yeah, Golden Ovechkin, Knights went out. Chapman Ovechkin was back against Colorado. Yeah, he had the Vegas flu, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's it, it's fine. By the it's way, I, I I saw him up in the press box. He's a massive, massive guy. I, I've told you this. Yes, I, I know. Told, I know. He but, is, but he is the the scariest human being in the NHL. One hundred percent. He he he's he seems very friendly though. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. But um, yeah, he he had the Vegas flu. But let's be honest, nobody nobody feels <laughs> sorry for those guys. And the Golden no. Knights didn't feel sorry for them, and they took out their frustration on that team, yeah. a team that they needed to take out their frustration. And we thought that this was the turn, right, the turn of the page, and the Golden Knights were were, were gonna turn around and 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 start to win hockey games again. And then they go and they have a stinker against a bad hockey team in the Arizona Coyotes. And I understand that the Coyotes play with a lot of heart. They're better than we thought. The Golden Knights are a better hockey team, and they should never lose to that team. I don't care care if they play that game on the moon. The Golden Knights should not lose to that team. Okay. That's great, Chapman. I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I think that you do dwell on that one a little bit. You do allow New Jersey and the result and how it ended and how your goaltender's wearing it to enter your brain going into Friday night against but, the New but York But you can't let that I, you can't let that distract you not from, in, from not what, in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I don't want to put Logan Thompson back in that position again. No, like and he I'm, should he should I'm, never be in that situation I'm, again. If I'm that team to a man, if I'm Jack Eichel, if I'm the Misfits, if I'm Chandler Stevenson, if I'm Petrangelo and Braden McNabb, I'm not going to have to try to pick up my goaltender after a game in which he plays well. I'm not doing it anymore because I'm not going to have him get to that point. I do think it's a rallying cry. I do think it's an opportunity for the Golden Knights to put their best 60 minutes forward. And I do think they will respond on Friday against the New York Rangers. We're going to take a break when we come back. It's one-timers right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. One-timers, news and notes from around the NHL. Oh, boy, I have been waiting for this one. I have been waiting for this one, Chapman. You have no idea. And... Darren's not on right now, so I think we can, you know, speak freely among friends here. Uh, okay. Do, is tanking real, Chapman? No, I, I don't think tanking is real. Oh, come on. Well, no, no, no. He, Stop wait, it. Hold, hold on. Hear, hear me out. I think front offices want to tank. What's the difference? You, you, you tell me if you're in, if you are a borderline NHL player who plays for a bad team. That's not the argument, Chapman. Tanking, tanking in and of itself, does it exist? I don't. Do, I don't. I don't. Do think... you believe? Do you believe that general managers try to intentionally make their teams worse via trade, via uh, different situations? Look at look literally look I, at what I, the Chicago I, Blackhawks I, did I, going I, into this season. They traded Alex DeBrinket. Yeah, but Ryan, what I'm saying is I, I, I do think front offices, especially if they have assurances that they have the opportunity to see out the rebuild, I think they do. I just don't I just don't think you can convince players to go out there and no tank. No one's talking about okay, that. So 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 but but you didn't clarify that. No, tanking, tanking in general, tanking. I, yeah, Chapman. absolutely. Do general you, managers you could never convince me that the Chicago Blackhawks did not go into this season with every intent on sucking. So they have the opportunity to maybe draft Connor Bedard. And what do you call that? It's tanking. That's tanking. Yeah, but but 
there, there wasn't the clarification between. There's, there's no, there's no need to clarify. Well, well does the, tanking exist for for general managers for front offices? Yes, yes, it does. Not according to Gary Bettman. Nah, well, he's wrong. You just agreed with no, him. No, I, I, oh my I goodness, clarified Chapman, my statement, you have derailed Ryan. this. No, I clarified my statement. I said front offices do. There's no in, way players will, though. In an interview with the Athletics' Arpan Basu, uh, Gary Bettman said, quote, Nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly, end quote. Yes, you are. General managers, and you look at the 10 worst teams right now in the league, some might have lucked into it, Columbus, with injuries and certain things here and there. But when you look at, and, and uh, Ottawa tried really hard, but it turns out Pierre Dorian's just really good at tanking. Um, <laughs> He's good at There are too. general managers that want to increase their positioning as much as they can over the final 37, 38 games of the year so that they have the opportunity to draft Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli or Matt Vay Mitchkov. Like There are certainly players at the top of the list that these general managers are coveting and wanting. We all agree and we all understand when it comes to the NHL, you are never, ever, ever, ever going to convince a player to tank. You are never going to convince a player to go out there and not give 100% every single time they're on the ice. And they're certainly not going to do it for a draft pick that's going to take their job. I, I, am, I recognize that. On an individual level, level, players, coaches, there's not an iota of let's go out there and try to lose the game. But I'm telling you right now, tanking does exist because teams like Anaheim, teams like Chicago, they exist and they exist for a reason, and that reason is to try to draft Connor Bedard number one overall next year. That's purely what is happening here. Teams are trying to tank. At, at, the, at the general front office level, that is a thing that is happening in the NHL. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think from a front office level, yes, it, it does exist. There are teams, and it, and it doesn't just happen in hockey it happens in the NFL. It happens in the NBA. I don't think it's so much in baseball because that draft is such a crapshoot. But it, it does exist. There, 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 there are teams that purposely will go out and try to do everything they can to increase their odds of being able to draft that generational talent. So does tanking exist? From a front office perspective, yes, it does. All right, awesome. Moving on, uh, what would you do if you were a head coach in the NHL? You had just gotten hired by a team. You're back in business. You're feeling good about yourself. You go out and you're booed five minutes into your tenure as the head coach. Oh, what would you do there, Chad? I, I would be very, very disappointed. Disappointed? Well, I would be hurt. I would be, be hurt. hurt. Yes, you've been there for five minutes. You're going to be hurt. I'm hurt because I feel like what? Why are Why are you booing me? It's not my fault that your front office sucks. So Rick Tockett had his Vancouver Canucks debut last night. It was a five-two victory over the tanking Chicago Blackhawks because tanking absolutely does exist in the <laughs> NHL. And the Canucks rolled. They rolled Chicago. 100%. It was a great, great effort from the Vancouver Canucks in front of their new head coach. However, first five minutes of the game, introduced Rick Tockett booed by the fans in Vancouver. Of course, that all stems 
from the front office in Vancouver's bungling of Bruce Boudreaux, his firing, and really what happened over the last four weeks or so in 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 kind of letting Bruce Boudreaux kind of hang out there in the wind before actually making the decision to fire him and bring in Rick Tockett. I am with the fans, like 100%. You want to voice your displeasure, for sure, you go do that. Now, the booing of Rick Tockett is not an indictment of Rick Tockett. It is an indictment of the front office and the way that that entire thing was handled. However, it is on Rick Tockett now, and his job has been made more difficult by Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine. He's got to find a way to win over this fan base. I know ultimately winning will do that. If, if he's able to win in Vancouver, no one's going to really care all that much in two, three, four years. But other than that, like, what does Rick Tockett have to do in the, in the interim? When winning isn't going to really be a thing Vancouver can do, what's he got to do to win over these fans? There's really nothing he can do. Oh, well. I, 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 don't, I don't think. I mean, That's a bummer. The, the, only thing I, I, the only thing that cures all is winning. And look, he he. The, the Canucks are a clown organization oh, for what for what they did. That to, was mean. Well, it's not mean. It's a fact. They are a clown organization for for some of the signings that they've made, JT while Miller. while ignoring the the needs. Bo Horvat. You know the the way they've treated Bruce Boudreau. Yes. The way that they treated Travis Green. They're a clown organization, and and look since 2011. When this team made the Stanley Cup final, it has been one nonstop downward trajectory. And maybe it's karma, mm -hmm. or maybe it's something else to play, but the Vancouver fans deserve better than what they've been given. I've, I, I, it's a great city. I love the city. It's fantastic. It's, it's maybe my favorite city in all of North America. But, Ryan, it's a, it's a, it's a bleep show up there. You okay. know, it's 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 what's going on. It's uh, they have so much talent, and I think well, the players. Eh. Come on, Elias Peters Pedersen, uh, Thatcher okay, Demko, one. Thatcher Demko, Bo Horvat is another. No, they're not Chapman. You're not allowed to count Bo Horvat as part of their talent. They're going to trade him. Okay, but he's there right now. So you've given and, me two and, names, and and it's give it's, me more. It's there. It's, no, 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 no. You can't stop. Stop it. Stop. Elias Patterson, I'll okay. give you that one. That's one. Okay. Who else? Pont Quinn Colzine, Hughes. Pont Colzine, Quinn Hughes. They've got some decent players. They should they should be better than what they are. I mean, they've got Oliver Ekman Larson. But that's one. That's that's a and that was a that's mistake. a void. That it's was, a void. You don't like Connor Garland? Connor Garland's a good player. He's not been a good player for the Vancouver. Well, Canucks. nobody's been a good player for the Vancouver Canucks. They don't have they don't have that much talent. Like they've got some good pieces, but the fact of the matter is they haven't been able to build around them. You said Rick Tockett can't do anything. I don't like, think he can. I disagree, which shouldn't come as a big surprise to anybody. What, what's he going to do? Clown the organization? Make fun no, of the front office? No. What he's going to do is he's going to lean into it. What he's going to do is what he did last night after the game when he was asked about the crowd, right? Winning cures all. We all know that. But Rick Tockett going into it and saying, yeah, that's a great hockey team. Like, that's a great hockey market there. They, those fans were so passionate and so loud last night. They were on fire. I loved every minute of it. You go in to the belly of the beast and you lean into the pressure that you feel. You lean into the booze that you got while navigating a win. 
All of a sudden, you start doing more of that. Rick Tockett leans in more. He starts to win the crowd over because he's not shying away from how poorly it was handled in his hiring and Bruce Rujo's firing. I think he can win them over, even if he doesn't win, just simply by being the guy that leans into that moment and understanding why the fans are so pissed off. Being the bad guy. Embracing or, it. Embrace the heel. 100%. The old, the old WWE tactic, right? Listen, but, you, you, can, you can lean into the fans being upset and understand why they're upset and, and validate them in that moment. And I think that's what Rick Tockett did last night. He keeps winning and he's validating these fans and, and their feelings for why they're so angry. I think he wins them over. I think he becomes somebody you root for over the course of time. I think so. I mean, look, I, I, I think he's a good hockey coach. Um, he, he's had some really crappy jobs, but I think he's a good coach. Um, we'll, we'll see. And, he, and he's coaching his, his buddy, Oliver Heckman Larson, again, and Connor Garland. So, Chapman, does tanking exist? From a front office perspective, yes, Dude, it why does. Why do you keep making that because, distinction? Because there, there is a distinction. No, play. no player is going to put a puck in their own empty net. Of course like, not. I know I'm, that's not but, a thing. We but, know but, that. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be effort. Ah. <sighs> I just I thought it was going to be so easy. It's a, it, listen. Like, does it's, tanking exist? It's yes. a slam dunk from a front office perspective, but That's there is a, there is a about. distinction. Oh boy. <sighs> Those are your one timers for today, Wednesday, January twenty fifth. We're back next to wrap it up, catching up with Chapman right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, Ryan. Well, I teased it a little bit, my son with the buffalo wings and blue cheese. So tonight my son will be taking his first trip without mom or dad, school trip. He's, he's as I mentioned many times on the show, he's a musician. Yep. So they are traveling, uh, his, his high school band, the jazz band, they are traveling to Buffalo. Nice. For a music festival. Now, they are supposed to get a bit of snow the next couple days while my son is going to be in Buffalo. But his teacher is originally from that part of the world, Buffalo, New York. Okay. And he told the kids, you are unable. They're they're, they're going to the Anchor Pub. That's the first thing they're doing tomorrow when they land in Buffalo about 11 o'clock or so. They're getting on the bus at the airport, going to the Anchor Pub. And the teacher told them. You cannot order ranch with your wings. You have to have blue cheese. It's a win for the teacher. My kid wanted to go try buffalo wings with blue cheese. I said, "All right, let's let's rock and roll." We went. He was loved it. He said, "Dad, this is so good. Blue cheese with wings. The only way to do it, Ryan." Okay. And he's going curling. He's going curling. Oh, he's going curling. They're going curling in, in Buffalo. Yes, in Buffalo. Uh, you know I can't make buffalo canada references anymore you're you're aware of that right <laughs> yes. like mrs mrs wallace has strictly cut me off from, yeah from comparing buffalo well to he's canada. The, the kid's lucky because for the first time he's he's actually gonna he's already seen niagara falls from the canadian side yeah now he's gonna see it from the buffalo side i've never seen it period from oh, any really? side yeah 
Yeah. I've, I've been all over the world. Never been to Niagara Falls. I I have been to Niagara Falls. It is phenomenal. Bella Pizza also in, in Buffalo is is one of the places you're going to want to go if, if you can get that message to them. Yeah, they're going Do for so. some taco place too. Master Taco or something like I'll that. I'll tell you, like Buffalo, New York, one of the prettiest places I've ever been to. So green, so fantastic. Um, and, yeah, the food is awesome in Buffalo. So, uh you just got me some points, even though I did, you know, kind of reference Buffalo in Canada. <laughs> I just, I hope Mrs. Wallace isn't listening. Well, I don't know. You didn't, you didn't say anything bad about Buffalo. No, no, no. But just like comparing Buffalo to Canada, oh. like saying it's basically Canada. Well, that gets me I, in trouble. I mean, no, North Dakota is basically Canada. But well, Buffalo is basically Canada. Like Buffalo and Toronto are one and the same, aren't they? <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Chapman, I can't be helped here. Oh, yeah. You keep digging, bud. I know. Yeah, we just we just had our eight year wedding anniversary. Yeah, yesterday, right? But happy anniversary, by the oh, way. Oh, thanks, buddy. I oh, Mrs. Wallace that. just tweeted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I got nervous for a second. Ah, uh, that's gonna do it for us today. We'll catch you tomorrow, four to six p.m. BGK Insider Show. <laughs>